Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for, finally, A Quiet Place Part 2. I uh, can't believe I'm even really saying that after all this time. Uh, 14 months of waiting and uh, finally got the opportunity to see it today. Uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think there's some really, really great ideas in this film. I think that the tension absolutely killed me at certain points <laughs> in this film. <laughs> Um, yeah, just, I just, yeah, with, um, having the kind of backstory told a little bit with, like, the flashbacks and things, and, uh, obviously continuing with the present day storyline, some really, really fantastic stuff there, uh, luckily as well, my cinema was, was quiet, the, the, the screening that I went to was nice and quiet, there was only about 10 people there, I think, but, um, yeah, um, this this film is, as I kind of said on like Facebook or whatever, this is everything I kind of dreamed and, and hoped for. Um, the, the I only really have one complaint, and it isn't really any, anything to do with the film itself, which is, it was a bit short, but that's okay. Um, but like once it was finished, I thought, oh, I want more. But as I always, always say to people, whenever you're consuming any type of media and you finish it and you think, okay, that sucks, I want more, that's a good thing. So even though, you know, the credits came up, the the film had ended, and I was a bit bummed out just because I I wanted more of it, um, that's a good thing. So I suppose, yeah, it's not even really like a a, a problem, because I know I said that was kind of a problem or whatever, but... I guess it's not really then, because some people take that as a very, very negative thing, of like, oh, this season of TV needed to be longer, this film needed to be 45 minutes longer, or this game needed to be longer, or whatever. Um, that's, I don't think that's, that's that's not a problem, I don't think. But um, it did leave me bummed out, but it only left me bummed out because I, I just, I want more from this from this world. I, I, love, I love the world that's been set up here. I love the work that... Um, uh, John Krasinski's done with this. I tell you what, if he keeps his track record up of good things that he's done, especially in different genres as well, you know, you had 13 Hours, which was kind of a war film. You had Jack Ryan, which was kind of like a um, James Bond-esque, 24-esque type of thing in that, in that sort of genre, like a Homeland sort of thing uh, with Jack Ryan on Amazon. And then switching over to horror with A Quiet Place 1 and 2. Um, I think John Krasinski deserves a lot more credit, and granted, I am seeing, especially after this film, people say like, "Hey, you know, John Krasinski, John John Krasinski, sorry, um, really great track record." And it's sort of like, yeah, like what else does he kind of need to do to deserve more praise? Um, I kind of think that I don't know the Quiet Place audience that has seen this and seen what John is capable of doing within horror. Um, I, I don't know, maybe it's a small but sort of loud crowd, if you get what I mean. So maybe not everybody's quite seen what he's capable of within this genre. But no, that definitely deserves a lot more credit. Emily Blunt as well, you know, certainly she, she's fantastic in this film and so are the uh, the kids as well. But uh, obviously John um, uh, star, uh, uh, he um, was it wrote and, and directed this. I think he, I can't remember if he wrote the first one, but I'm pretty sure he directed it as well. So fantastic. But uh, one thing I will absolutely say, and I really want to hammer this point home, if you've got the interest to see A Quiet Place 2, and you really like the first one, 
don't wait for this to come out on streaming services. I know that there's the risk and COVID and all that sort of thing. Granted, cinemas are allowing, like, you know, a certain capacity of space. So you're not going to be in a packed... This ain't going to be Avengers Endgame where you walk in and, like, there's a few seats left. It, it, it ain't going to really be that because cinemas aren't really allowing that anyway. But uh, if you have the interest to see this film... And you really like the first one. Please see this in the cinema. You will be. If you're sort of sitting there thinking. Oh I'll wait for it to hit Paramount Plus. Or Netflix. Or wherever it's going to end up. Amazon or or something. Don't wait for this to hit that. Don't wait like six months for this to hit streaming services. You, You will be doing yourself a disservice. And as someone who's just been lucky enough to experience this in the cinema, I can say that with absolute certainty. I, I would not have wanted to see this on, like, maybe a second or a third watch. Sure, because I've already experienced it. Then I'd be be fine with watching it at home. Um, but as a first-time experience, don't watch this film at home. Don't, don't... A, any other film is, is perfectly fine. King Kong, Godzilla, sure. Cruella, sure. You know, even like, I mean, certain comic book films need to be kind of seen in the cinema. But when you see in the trailer where it says this is built for the cinema experience, yes, it it absolutely is. Um, I don't know, you know, some people in in different circumstances to me, some people got less time, less money, or they're, they're, you know, a bit more vulnerable vulnerable maybe to COVID or, or, or some of those things. I know that there's different reasons as to why people might not be able quite to see this in the cinema but uh please do try and get out and see this in the cinema because uh that there, there isn't really another film i can name again apart from like big apart from things like avengers films or like you know some of the other big comic book films that have got the big kind of scale this is like just pin drop tension filled magic it really is and uh it's it's just fantastic. Um, I will say as well, you know, there was. I mean, this this is everything I sort of hoped and dreamed it would be. Been a long, long wait. Fourteen months got delayed and that kind of thing. Um, I think with this as well as something like Army of the Dead, which granted is a bit different, but stick with me. Certain times when. Like in A Quiet Place 2. Not necessarily with the first one. I can't remember it quite so much in the first one. But with this one. There will be some slow moments. But I felt very very rewarded. When a character got to a place. And hey. One of the monsters is there. Now it's like flipped script sort of thing. Where okay. Yeah there there, there is a little bit of slowness. And quietness obviously. With some of these characters walking to certain destinations and whatever but the the th- the difference here with the pacing because this is really quite a unique thing within the world of of a quiet place where you need to be pin drop sort of quiet is in this sort of world yeah you're going to be you're not cuz you're not going to be running around and all that sort of thing and it's not like with normal zombies to where there's slightly different rules and granted if you come across any sort of you know, threat in a post-apocalyptic world, the instinct, yeah, is to probably run, hide, and be quiet. But it's just different with this, and it it just goes along with what I said a minute ago, which is, okay, if there, if there's scenes where, okay, characters are walking, they're having to be really, really quiet, things can just change like that. And it's, there's, there's two, I almost feel like there's almost two types of tension in this film. There's types of tension to where, um, characters are walking to destinations, and you think, okay, one of them could trip up, one of them could drop something, one of them could fall over, one of them could, 
to do something is to do any number of things that would create noise uh maybe one of them stubs their toe or uh, you know something like that or if we think back to the first film with the the nail on the stairs one of them might step on something that causes them to scream out in agony and there's a point of tension to where okay once that sort of i almost want to use the word trigger that the triggering of the event which is okay now you've made too much noise because not necessarily because of a character's fault but because, you know, we're human, we make mistakes, we're a little bit clumsy at certain points, we all can be. Uh, some people are, are smarter and more careful than others, but we're all humans at the end of the day. Um, especially in a world like this, you know, you get, you're gonna probably make mistakes, make noises. But it's that sort of second part to it as well, where, okay, you're walking along somewhere, you accidentally drop something, or make a noise, or do some of the things that happen in this film, which I won't get into, spoiler free section here. And then, okay, you've made noise, you can hear the monster on the way. Now you've got to be drop dead quiet. Like, re- like okay, th- now it's a case of life and death. Because this film kind of explores that a little bit more, and I sort of like that in the way that there's almost two parts to the tension. Um, granted, th- th- there's scenes where those two things kind of combine. The characters may be running and shouting or whatever. Again, because we're humans and we're kind of stupid sometimes. And then they get, you know, completely ripped apart or whatever. Um, so it's not always the case either that um, you'll be walking along, monster comes around, then you've got to really like stay still and be dead quiet. Sometimes it will spot you and it will just rip you apart anyway. So I, I thought it was fantastic in this film as well. There's not really too many sort of set pieces or anything I can really mention in the spoiler free section because it will get into certain spoilers. But I'll, I'll use a couple of examples. There is um, tension with a draw in this film. There is tension with a particular trap that is set in this film. I don't want to mention what the trap is. Because then when you go and see the film you'll be looking out for that thing. So I don't want to mention what it is. Um, There is tension with... How can I put this? Uh, We saw it a bit in the trailer. With the underground bunker kind of thing. Tension there. There is tension with explosive things. And with... How can I kind of put it? Yeah, with, with with kind of certain explosions that are created. I know I'm being very vague and I'm doing that on purpose because I don't want to spoil certain set pieces. Because um, even though I'm not mentioning like, okay, this person died from this. I don't want to ruin, okay, wait till you get to this bit and this thing happens. I don't want to sort of spoil that because then you'll be you'll be waiting for it to, to sort of happen. Um, so that was, that was pretty fantastic as well. So, um... But no, there's there. If you look at the if you look at the podcast that I did a few weeks ago, or maybe about a month or so ago, the why I love zombie apocalypse uh, slash uh, sorry zombie slash post apocalyptic stories, a lot of those elements in here: survival, tension, trust, resources. They're all really important things. Survival: how are you going to get out of a situation? In this case, it's that's tied in with tension. Because it's okay, you're the character's obviously very tense. We are because there's a monster like you know a few feet away from you. How are you going to be really quiet? So, what are you going to do to get out of that situation? Trust there's a few other characters that you bump into here in this film. Can they be trusted? Um, and then resources that does come up a little bit with a few different elements. And then it's okay, you can't stay like in this bunker for too long because you do need to go out and get resources. But when you need to go out and get those resources, uh, 
you got to be really quiet. Survival comes back in. And then when you're out on that road again. And you're walking along and you have to be really quiet. Um, you know, you're going to bump into people. Can you trust those? How are you going to get out of that situation? There, there's so many different things that tie into it. And I, I, I really, really loved it in this film. So, um, but I think that's kind of it for the, the spoiler free section, I think. Um, there isn't really too many other things I can really talk about. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, I think his name is C- Cillian Murphy. Um, he's in this film. He's very, very good as well. He serves a particular purpose, which I thought he was very, very good with. Um, the uh, deaf daughter, um, she's fantastic in this film as well. Uh, Emily Blunt's fantastic. So is the the son as well. And uh, hey, in this film, they've also got a uh, baby to, to deal with as well, which is sort of its own little um bit of trouble i suppose because a baby can end up being almost like a an alarm of like hey baby's crying you know quiet place we're over here sort of thing um so that played out particularly very interestingly as well so uh loved it um well 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 worth the wait um and i do want to say in terms of the wait as well um now what i'm about to say i don't want it to come across um I don't want it to come across in terms of me seeming like selfish or whatever. Because I know that there's, yes, much, much, much bigger priorities in the COVID world that we're in. Apart from, hey, I waited a long time to see this film. But it was a very, very frustrating patient wait. Because um, not only did we, you know, have to wait for, okay, this film to be made and then for it to come out. I kind of, I don't know, like, the the one, th- if, if you'd have said to me throughout this whole pandemic so far, what's the one thing you're really, really wanting to do, the one thing you're really looking forward to doing, see A Quiet Place Part 2, in terms of, like, media, obviously seeing family and all that sort of stuff is important as well, but in terms of waiting for things to, to like, be released or come out and that sort of thing, um, I wasn't, I, I was most looking forward to, to this, because obviously there was a particular block of cinemas being shut, and I didn't want to see this film at home. So there was no other sort of alternative. Uh, instead of to wait. And I sort of feel like. I don't want to, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I almost feel like Covid sort of. Uh, took this film away from me. For a bit. If that makes sense. And, w- and what I mean by that. There was a very f- a particular set of events that happened. Where Covid was sort of happening. And then there was talk of the lockdown happening. And all that. And everyone freaking out kind of rightly so of like okay what do we do things are going to need to be closed lockdown what does that mean what can we do where can we go what's going to be closed and then the quiet place 2 in march 2020 was going to come out in one week and it got delayed one week um it was sort of as if like you know i was waiting and waiting and waiting to see this film and then you know a few weeks to go one week to go gets delayed it's almost as if covid like went to me and sort of hey yeah that film you're really really looking forward to that you really only want to see in cinemas nope you're not having that yet and then a year later it uh it gets returned so you know i'm lucky that it it has come back and uh you know i get to see it and everything but it's just it was so annoying <laughs> of just just uh, just the the wait for for this and you know there was all this talk of like oh it's going to be on paramount plus like 45 days later and i was like no i don't want that I don't want that. I don't want to see this film at home. Any other film, perfectly fine with. Um, so, yeah. I, again, I don't want that to come across in terms of like, 
oh, that was the only thing I cared about. You know, obviously there's been the, the scares of actually trying to avoid COVID itself. But in terms of thing things that I wanted to experience during this whole period that I couldn't, Quiet Place Part 2 was, was that thing. Um, and it was just one week left and then yoink got taken away not just from me obviously from from everybody else but in terms of the like fans that were excited for this I don't and it's going to seem like maybe a stupid thing to say I don't think anyone was more excited for this film than me I don't know I just have a very particular so anyway um yeah but hey you know that wait is over I've now seen it and I'm uh very very happy with it definitely so um we'll see but uh yeah as i said earlier um my only sort of little complaint is that it is kind of short and it does go by very very fast but there was you know that's good because i wasn't doing things like clock watching i wasn't sort of like oh get to the good bit kind of thing or or waiting for it to to, to be finished so um i did read a few days ago there's been the script for a quiet place part three that's been handed to somebody um i think john krasinski sort of gave somebody permission to do a part three because he's sort of handing the reins over a little bit which which is fine which is perfectly fine uh, as long as that person sort of knows what they're doing and that i can't remember the person's name but uh, it looks like there's going to be quiet place part three coming out i i think paramount wants this to be their sort of post-apocalyptic franchise because now that we're going to have like you know amc's got walking dead uh, HBO's got Last of Us, um, Netflix has got the Army of the Dead thing with Zack Snyder, this is Paramount sort of, you know, John Krasinski, because, just because, you know, he's handing off to somebody else doesn't mean that John Krasinski won't be sort of like an exec producer or, or something like that on it, so, um, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with a, with a part three, certainly, um, some people were saying in terms of that as well, like, oh, should they do this as like a TV show, I can see the idea for that, definitely, but that would mean that I'm watching Quiet Place 2 episodes or Quiet Place episodes or whatever at home. And I don't want to watch this world at home. Because um, I just want this in the cinema. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't know how you sort of get around that a little bit. Because um, I can see certainly how a TV show would almost fit this format better of this story. Instead of, instead of waiting two to three years for a film. Or longer than that. Um, but I don't want, like, uh, you know, obviously Paramount Plus isn't out over it if it's on, like, Netflix or something. I don't really want to watch, like, This Week on A Quiet Place at home. Uh, I, I just don't want to experience... The, the, is this a certain... With the quietness and the tension and the pin-drop nature of this of this world and of this franchise, that's not to... It's just not to be experienced at home. I really want to... I really do want to sort of hammer that point home, definitely. So, uh, but I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to getting into the spoiler section here in a minute, and uh, it, it, talking about some specific things as well. So uh, let's get into that in a minute. Not quite yet. Let's do some housekeeping first, and then we'll get into spoilers afterwards. I'll get I'll give you a warning when that's going to happen. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on Entertainment Talk uh, on Wednesday night Man United lost in the uh, Europa League final to Villarreal and there were lots of different reasons and uh, still not quite very happy about that. That uh, it still hurts to lose in a cup final. Uh, I'm going to be doing a United cast wrap up for this uh, season that's just finished on Saturday. So look out for that on Saturday. Uh, but we lost in the cup final. So no trophies for Manchester United this season. Very disappointing. Uh, I did a podcast talking about why I stopped watching reality TV. I did used to watch Big Brother and Made in Chelsea. I don't anymore. There's a lot of different reasons. And I'm probably never going to go back to reality TV. So if you want to hear my history of all that. And me just talking about that sort of thing. You can listen to that as well. Coming uh, Heisenberg podcast for Breaking Bad. Season 2 episode 7 is the newest one. We'll be doing episode 8 on Wednesday. Gaming talk this week. We talked about PlayStation's uh, 25 games in development. Some are new IPs. Some are other games as well. Uh, we talked about Summer Game Fest. Which is going to be sort of happening around the same time as E3. It's like a sort of summer thing obviously. And uh, we talked about a bunch of other stuff as well. Fear the Walking Dead this week. Season 6 episode 14. There is no episode this week by the way. So there won't be a 6.15 review. Uh, this week because there is no episode so uh, hey we have a, pl- a quiet place to talk about instead in terms of horror on Monday so um, yeah look out next week for that coming back there's only two episodes left not sure why it took a week off but it did so I'll be back with that next week so yeah don't expect to fear the walking dead review, review this week because uh, there, there isn't an episode so there's that uh, speaking of army of the dead which I mentioned earlier I did review that as well gave it a uh, don't skip uh, by the way yes must see review for um Quiet Place Part 2. It's already written in the title anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, there's that for Army of the Dead. That's the Zack Snyder Netflix thing. Analyzing Television Episode 11. Talking about Netflix's quality over quantity problem. And Apple TV Plus for uh, Episode 10 as well. Analyzing Television. Talking about the brilliance of Apple TV Plus and some really good things they're doing. I also did a podcast talking about 90s video game returns in terms of remakes and remasters and also my review for uh, Oddworld Soulstorm as well for that so you can check that out as well all on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms uh, let's get into uh, the spoiler section if you've not seen A Quiet Place Part 2 please try 
as hard as you can to see this at the cinema. You won't regret it. I tell you what you will regret is if you don't try and see it at the cinema and then you see it at home and then it won't be the same experience. It it, it just won't. It just really, really won't. So uh, try and see it. Try and go out and see it. Uh, but if you haven't seen A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, you're going to want to leave now because I'm going to get into spoilers and uh, talking about the different set pieces that I couldn't really talk about earlier. So if you're listening on a podcast player, go into that, press pause or cl- click it out or whatever you need to do. And then if you're listening on uh, the website, you can either press back, pause or the homepage or one of those combinations of things. Um, Alright, let's get into spoilers. Uh, okay, so there's not really any uh, major character deaths to talk about. There's only one last time, which was John Krasinski's uh, dad character. Um... Cool to see, yeah, let's go Let's go to that, actually. The first point that we do see him in this film, the, the one and only point, which is the flashbacks. Um, quite enjoyed what they did there, yeah, with um, kind of not really an explanation, per se, as to why they arrived. But to me, saying that they got here by some sort of, like, asteroid type of thing, or, like, this thing kind of crashed onto the Earth, because you see this big explosion in the sky... And you see uh, John's character, or the dad, talking to the shopkeeper. And this guy's kind of not really bothered at the moment. He's like, oh, you know, some bomb or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, we sort of... See, this this is part where, like, Fear the Walking Dead went wrong. And I'm not going to spoil Fear the Walking Dead too much. But the first season of that show was supposed to be, let's look at the panic. Let's look at the sort of, okay, discovery of some things, like, attacking us, you know. And... You can slowly see as they're doing that. Is it base, the baseball game? I think that their the son's playing at, and you can slowly see that these like noises are kind of happening. And um, Cillian Murphy, his character, like his radio goes out and he's trying to fix it. And that slow build up of something ain't right here. Something's really, really not right here. And um, you know, their son starts like missing the ball and strike after strike and whatever. I don't think he was he was ruled out, was he? Because I think he he did do his his uh, run in the end, but whatever. Uh, and then you can see in the sky this explosion, and you know the mum and dad look at each other, John and uh, Emily's characters look at each other, and uh, it, it, you just get this look between the three of them, between Cillian Murphy, John, and uh, Emily Blunt's characters of like, yeah, we kind of need to get out of here. And then, of course, you know, some people, as I said, you know, human kind of mistakes. Some people start running around and screaming. I mean, nobody knows what this is yet, you know. Um, and then just, just that that opening 10 minutes was phenomenal to see. Just to see, okay, you know, that transition from, hey, we're used to everyday life, you know. I'm not going to put my phone on vibrate, um, as we saw from, from that scene. That, that was pretty incredible, that was um because they're all in this kind of, what was it, like a bar or a restaurant or something. They all got into that. And then, you know, John, uh, I'm just going to call him John. Do these characters have names? I'm not sure I ever recall hearing these characters' names being sort of mentioned particularly. Um, but uh, they all decide to hide in this place. And the thing I found quite interesting about that from a survival aspect, which, you know, I kind of talked about the uh, the themes of survival within this world. Trust, resources, survival, and what was the other one? Um, well, tension in this world as well. Uh, but those sort of three or four things kind of combining together. You would naturally, if... I mean, some people wouldn't, but a, a good majority of people hopefully would. You know, this thing, like, breaks out into the street, flips this police car over, everybody starts running. Of course, nobody knows at that point that, okay, this thing is triggered by sound, 
And yeah, you need to run away, but you know, there's a lot of noise, a lot of commotion. But then there would be, because of the situation that they're all in. They're in this noisy street where everyone's trying to get in the cars, everyone's running around screaming. You know, not not everybody's going to make it out of that situation. But then, you know, this this woman's talking on her phone, and even I was sort of sitting there mouthing, uh, mouthing to myself like, "Shut up." be quiet you know this woman's on her phone to was it a mum or, or, or something like that and John sort of like you can you can even see from his eyes like he sort of glances over at this woman and he's like damn it <laughs> he's like we really need to be very very quiet and you can see this thing from the outside on the window I thought that was a great little shot as well and then uh, this guy starts saying a prayer and you know I can have certainly respect for you got a religion you want to pray to your god or whatever situation not the time to do it, certainly. Uh, you know, he starts sort of whispering this little prayer, but it's a little bit too loud. That monster's just outside. And I love the way that John, the, the dad the dad character, goes over to him, just puts his hand over his mouth, and he's like... There, there's a little sort of mannerism that um, the dad's got in, in both films where he'll put his hand over someone's mouth and then, like, either put his finger over, you know, over the front of his mouth and that little head shake that he does of, like... No, no, shut up. Uh, I thought it was great. So as much as it's you know he's in danger, he wants to pray to his god and all that sort of thing. Not not the, not the time to to do that. Not not from when you need to be extremely quiet. So it's all really really quiet. Everyone's like pin drop silent, and then of course because you know they're still living in what time that they are, and society is still normal, and cell phones would still be working because not much has changed at that particular moment. Her phone blasts out and rings. And then this monster just breaks in. Uh, see, that, that, that's the point where I'm talking about, like, you wouldn't necessarily... One, you might not remember to put your phone on vibrate or silent. And two, you might just make that mistake as a human. But, hey, in this world, and at that point where they don't really quite know what's going on, you're going to get punished, definitely, yeah, for uh, doing some of those noise. Um, my dog that you can probably hear would not uh, not last very long in this world. Dogs probably wouldn't, to be honest. Um, you know, they probably would see this thing and it's this big, like, making all strange noises and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, they probably, some dogs would probably stand there and bark at it and then get, like, torn apart. Um, but that's just the reality of the situation. They just, they just sort of would. So, um, anyway, enough about dogs. Um, but that, that would likely happen. Um, so, yeah, and then just that opening set piece was, was phenomenal, that, that sort of opening set piece to set the tone and everything, I thought was, uh, absolutely fantastic, um, and then, yeah, you know, things do get quieter after that, I mean, it's called a quiet place, so, people that I have read, you know, their comments about, like, oh, this film's too quiet and too silent and too sort of slow, well, the hint in the title, a quiet place, and if you saw the first one, which I'm hoping that you did. Um, yeah, it's 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 sort of supposed to be quiet. So um, I do just wonder a little bit about some people that like they probably make too much noise and get killed. But anyway, um, but there yeah, that happened, and then of course you know you get the bit of the uh, I I did like how you know you sort of cut from that to day what was it day three hundred and seventy four or four hundred something whatever, um, and then you cut to Emily's uh, the mum character. 
Um, she just shot that uh, monster from uh, using the sounds and everything, which was fantastic. Uh, so that was great. So it did continue right from there. So almost kind of like a Netflix, what a Netflix show would, would do. You know, as I said all those years ago, not that it was that long ago, 2018, I think. So, yeah, it did kind of it did kind of continue in the same way that, like, you know, a Netflix show would, hey, shoots the gun, pumps the shotgun, countdown timer, next episode, continue right from there. So, so I, I can definitely see how that would certainly fit in with uh, what a TV show would do of, like, you know, bit of a cliffhanger. 10 seconds or whatever next episode bang she continues right from there so that was that was fantastic as well uh Cillian Murphy's character yeah got involved with uh, a few sticky situations didn't he uh I thought that boat set piece was fantastic you know bringing in bringing in the element of trust can they trust him what is his goals what does he want to do uh, I did like how in the um flashback the day one sort of flashback thing about how um you know, establishing that he did kind of know the family and everything, and once he sort of doesn't hide him, once he sort of reveals himself, they all know kind of each other and everything in the uh, the later um, re- resumed part of the film when they, when they meet him for the first time in the in the present day thing. Um, so yeah, they they see him from there. That's great. Uh, you got a bit. You got a few set pieces as well to talk about as well. There's there's so much to talk about. Um, the young boy getting his foot trapped um, in the in that I think it was like a bear trap or whatever and he's just screaming out in pain and his mum just being like please 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 you need to really be quiet but that would probably hurt quite a lot wouldn't it and um so that's the, that's the thing about pain as well in this world is you know that that's kind of similar to um with the first film of the the nail on the stairs and you know she does step on it accidentally at some point in the first film You'd want to, it would be just human nature, wouldn't it? To want to just scream out in pain because it would be bloody painful. But you know you can't really afford to do that in this world. So, damn, that's a tricky situation. Uh, again, bringing in the element of uh, survival. Okay, something's like injured you badly and you want to absolutely scream out in pain. Um, but you know that you can't, so what are you going to do about it? Um, I thought that was fantastic as well. That does, uh, I think that, that with this second film, the sort of bear trap is almost the version of the nail on the stairs, isn't it? As as the first film of like a character accidentally, say, walking into a trap and then um, wanting to scream out in pain, but knowing that you can't. And there are kind of some interesting parallels there because I don't remember her particularly screaming out in pain very much in the first one, but she's an adult. She's able to sort of deal with it, deal with it a bit more, whereas he's kind of a young kid. Uh, I don't know how long young these kids are supposed to be, but they're not very old. And because he hasn't quite got that sort of restraint, I suppose, and he's not got that sort of like threshold of pain that he's able to deal with. Um, he he just wants to scream out in pain, he, and he does quite a bit. But uh, I loved what followed on from that as well, which was um, what was it? The uh, daughter using that um, radio thing to like make a screeching sound and then uh the mum kind of shooting at it as well with the with the shotgun so they they've learned a little bit about you know okay instead of just trying to run and hide and be drop dead silent which you still need to do when you do get into these sticky situations of someone you know we're in a massive massive bit of trouble my son's screaming i'm pain we have to do something them finding kind of an alternative which was the whole point of the disc of the discovery at the end of the first film which was this sound weakness that they've got which okay yeah they're hypersensitive to hearing so hey if you sort of screech a sound out of them 
it'll kind of open their head up in this weird way. I love the design of these things as well, where um, this thing's head kind of screeches open in a way to like where its ears are all, you know, its head's kind of exposed and you can kind of shoot that and injure it. Um, so I, th- I thought that was, that was fantastic as well. Um, you've got some other ones as well, like with the daughter when she goes to, um, what was it? She goes on that trip to, to the radio station and, um, uh, what was it? Yeah, she almost gets caught out by the, um, monster thing. Do these things have, I don't think these things have names, do they? But they're just kind of monsters, whatever. And then Cillian Murphy's character sort of saving her at the last moment. Um, but yeah, seeing kind of parallels of her trying to escape and seeing these kids really kind of grow throughout this film and then obviously seeing the end result with uh, the two, um, set pieces I thought was fantastic as well. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff with, um, what everything happened in the bunker and the son getting trapped in there by accident and then the whole thing kind of falling through the floor and ah uh, the uh the mum uh trying to like slowly work our way around this monster and use the the tank and everything and like having to sacrifice that resource a little bit because obviously she needs the uh thing for the for the baby just just so many brilliant set pieces and um yeah just in terms of pacing as well kind of going back to that a little bit um, having those, okay, yeah, you're walking, slow moment, drop dead silence, and then that leading to these big set pieces, there, there's a number of them, actually, and, uh, there's, there's quite a few, uh, really, really awesome ones as well, so, and then there's, of course, some of the ones, um, uh, later on, like I mentioned with the, the draw, and you're seeing the, uh, the daughter, uh, she's trying to sort of get herself in this little window, in this room, and you can sort of see as she sort of put... I, I love the, the shot of that, by the way. Like, the, the camera angles and stuff. She's trying to sort of put her foot down. And you can see, okay, there's some things in her way. She doesn't want to step on them. Because that will just create a ruckus of mess. And it will just, you know, be too loud. And that will sort of possibly be game over. Then there's that little moment, isn't there? She goes to put her foot down. Realises, oh, no. There's a drawer. I can't put my foot in that because she'll trip up and whatever. And then goes to slowly close it, but it creaks a little bit too much. It's that mo- those moments of tension, just absolutely fantastic in this film. Uh, and then that creates that, and then obviously we see how that kind of ends up with um, what she does with all the sound and everything. I thought was uh, thought was great. So so many awesome moments, so many great set pieces, so many moments of tension. And I sort of I, I noticed myself um, as I'm watching these moments play out and everything. And, like, once some of them had finished and they'd gone back to some of those slow walking moments, and I'm like, oh, the tension's over. And it's that that's an experience. That's such an experience to have. And you can get that with certain horror films, certainly, when, like, you know, when when the, the enemy is stalking the hero, basically. You know, whether it's Michael Myers, whether it's a zombie, whether it's Freddy Krueger, whether it's these things from this film whether it's just general zombies, whether it's monsters that are running at you, any sort of monster and that moment of tension being gone. But just just that just being elevated so much with that pin drop silence that's required. Um, I mean, it, it is more required when the monsters get there. But, you know, you don't want to do the first bit of messing up where you make too much noise and you can hear them alerted and you know they're on the way. You don't want to do that first bit. So, although you don't have to be quite so quiet in that first bit, you don't want to mess up anyway because then if you do and the monsters are onto you, um, 
you know, then you have to do the pin drop silence, and that's where things just get so much more more difficult. So, I thought that was great. Um, there's the other bit as well where they're in the car and they're driving away. And you, you know that the other dad in the film who's who's got his kids. Now, there's an interesting thing to be noted with that part where he goes into that garage thing with Cillian Murphy and with the daughter, and. He's got that concern, hasn't he? He he does mention that, hey, did we pull this thing th- further enough away from you know our sort of camp? Has it gone back? I need to check. It's not the smartest thing to do, but he's concerned about that element of survival, which is, okay, what if yeah, what if this thing did go back to you know we didn't make quite enough noise or or it got more attracted to the people at home. And what if this thing did just go and kill my kids or my friends and family, people that I love, and he's concerned about that. So yeah, well, it wasn't the smartest thing to maybe go back to the garage door and check, but you know, with all humans, people would make those kind of mistakes because there's something to be said as well about you know you can look at these films and overanalyze them and think, oh, you shouldn't have done that in this moment. You should be more quiet in this. You should do this and that, and you shouldn't go down that way, and you shouldn't use this and that, but. If we're in those... And, and sure, I could point out like, hey, this character should have been quieter in this place. This character should have done this in this place. It's easy. It's very, very easy for us to, as an audience to sit there and say, you know, oh, this character should do this and that. And they should do this and that and whatever. And they shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. You shouldn't go down this way. You shouldn't you do do whatever. You shouldn't make noise here. But if we were in those situations and you got you got to think about how the character is in those situations in terms of, um, you know... If we're filled with tension, uh, and I know it's all acting, you know, obviously I know it's not real and, and it's all acting, but if the situation was real and you have to imagine it is, because obviously it's fiction and everything, you you got to imagine it's real when you're when you're kind of watching it. Um, in terms of you know, if we are feeling moments of tension in those scenes, how are those characters supposed to feel? You know, I know it's acting, I know it's not real, but you got to look at those situations and think. If we're nervous and we're totally fine, we're not going to be killed by these things because yes, they're not real. If we're feeling the tension, how are these characters in those situations feeling that tension? And that tension is going to get to you, and it's going to it's going to make you make mistakes and do things that might get you killed. But obviously, you know that's where the smart characters come into things and they, and they make the difference. Um, so you have to think about that. And yeah, there was situations where I thought, oh, that character should do this and should do that. But if I was in those situations, I might not be thinking the same way because you know you're gonna be all sort of <laughs> you know filled with stress and it's gonna make you make mistakes it's just uh it's the way that it's it's the human aspect isn't it so but uh that's where the thrill of it comes in for us of seeing as as i've continued to point out how is how is this character going to get out of this situation it's easy enough for us to say hey yeah they could do this or could do that but what is that character thinking what is that character feeling you know and um seeing that again in in this very particular world was uh was awesome as well so that's pretty much my review i don't know what else to particularly say about this uh i mentioned a bunch of the set pieces i mentioned as many of them as i could sort of think about um i thought the characters were great uh you know i thought what they did was kind of and again that kind of passing the torch thing which i really really like kind of happened in this film as well not necessarily like a complete passing of the torch to where okay part three is just going to be the uh the boy in the um that the son and the daughter not to that point obviously emily's character is still alive and uh so is Cillian murphy's character and everything um 
But yeah, kind of like, okay, letting the kids take the reins a little bit. Because they're going to need to do that in this world. You know, as much as their parents can protect them, there's going to be moments where they can't. And uh, these characters are going to have to step up. And uh, I think the result of that by the end of this film, you know, you see the two different set pieces side by side. Well, not side by side. The daughter with all the sound stuff in the studio and doing that mainly. I I thought that was like really quite something i'll tell you that we haven't seen a character try to deal with these monsters with melee before like you've seen them shoot them you've seen them kind of like run away from them uh, and she gets that like metal pole and tries to stick it in in one of the enemies i thought was uh yeah that was that was quite something so <laughs> yeah and then you see with the boy he uh, defeats the the other one as well so lots of brilliant stuff lots of lots of really good stuff uh, can't wait for part three. Hopefully, we don't get another situation to where part three is delayed or whatever. Should be fine now. You know, cinemas are open and uh, things have kind of gone back to normal. So, yeah, part three looks like it's going to be possibly passed on to somebody else. I think that's fine. Um, I think that's fine. Um, we'll see what this other person comes up with 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 part three, and uh, I look forward to seeing more from this world. It's going to be fantastic when we do. So, uh, for those of you that have seen Quiet Place Part Two, hopefully you have. Um. What did you think? Let me know. Maybe you liked it less than I did. Maybe you somehow liked it more than I did. Or somewhere in between. Let me know what you think anyway. Uh, MethodEntertainmentTalk.org Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, this is going to stick with me for a while. I'll probably be thinking about this film for a long time. Which I think is good. It's very, very good as well. So, awesome. Um, but yeah, I could have seen Cruella earlier. But I, I, or I could have seen other films earlier, like last week. But I really wanted to wait and like have this as my return to the cinemas and uh boy was it worth it boy was it worth it um really really good so awesome uh let me know what you think uh, i've already said that uh if you want to check out all the rest of the content that we've got entertainmenttalk.org uh, tv video games films main night podcast so please check all of it out there will be one more united cast episode on saturday so uh look out for that for the season roundup season sort of wrap-up thing uh check out all that if you'd like to support entertainment talk in the podcast if you like what you've heard here today you can of course use word of mouth and social media let me know uh word of mouth and social media um please tell people that you know what we do where they can find it all that sort of thing social media um facebook twitter facebook groups whatever you'd like to use share them around uh patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast review options um so uh check that out as well if you'd like to uh, you can also find david on geek town geek town at credit king geek town radio uh those posts on tuesdays so look out for those as well um for tv and film news lots of renewals and renewals and cancellations happening at the moment um bex is streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there you can also find me on twitch as well etalk uk for finding me on twitch and if you miss the archive streams you can find them later on entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening Damn, Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah, awesome. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.